Welcome to Entertainment Marketing Confidential, where we discuss all topics surrounding entertainment marketing. And sometimes other topics. <laughs> topics that come out of your <laughs> <laughs> We are your hosts. I'm Daphne. I'm not Craig. You're Craig. I'm Craig. And I <laughs> am not allowed to leave. And as always, we're joined by our producer, Eric. Help me. <laughs> Hold your breath. <laughs> so at this point, we've given, given a basic overview of entertainment marketing and the players and just how all of this works. Now, most of the time things go right and a brand and studio is left with a really cool integration or a super memorable promotion. Um, admittedly, to do a very successful promotion or partnership, it is a rough ride, strap yourself in, um, it's terrifying, but it's always worthwhile. You know, so nothing worthwhile is ever easy, but usually you end up with a result that everyone could stand behind and go, wow, I'm proud of that. Well, we're here to talk about when it doesn't because some of the times things don't go well. In fact, things go really, really, really wrong. Now to clarify before we freak people out, this is the exception. When a brand works with a reputable entertainment marketing agency and it's an established production entity and studio, It'll get weird and it'll be wild and it won't be pretty, but it goes well. Um, and other times, yeah, it doesn't. So today we're going to talk about common mishaps, otherwise known as when shit goes sideways. <laughs> and or trust so. me, or so. right? <laughs> <clears throat> yep. And I have to say, we've both been doing this a very long time. And every time something does go wrong, it surprises even me. I'm always impressed with the new and inventive ways productions come up with with messing up <laughs> integrations so it is you have to look back and laugh otherwise it's depressing and you want to drink a lot and cry so i mean craig this is definitely your wheelhouse i know i've had my fair share of shit shows but i think you being on the production standpoint or the production side i think you just have a very different relationship with a lot of these mishaps yeah I mean, it and it definitely happens when it's happened when i've been at the studio and then with Pentmark because I'm um, studio. Yeah, it's it's essentially just the same the same thing. It's just not at, in house at a studio. So yeah, I'm the middleman between the production and the brands, and also the production, the brand, and the studio. So you're, and that's where I sit. I mean, we sit yeah. in the same place. Yeah, you, and... bal you balance all those different things, and <laughs> you know. so yeah, things can definitely go wrong. Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess one of the most common ways things go wrong is when product is sent to the production and then it never gets returned. Now, here's my question. So I'm gonna start with a little story. So I was at a studio, it's one of the first films I worked with, and ironically, Propaganda was an agency. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't say that, but we had a movie filming in Central America. <laughs> we load up the container, you know, like those containers they put luggage in and throw on a jet, so that's how we transport things to production. Oh God, the plane landed. And gorillas, and I don't mean King Kong, like terrorists come running out of the jungle and steal all the containers. <laughs> I know it's funny, but imagine getting that phone call and then having to call all these brands and be like, yeah, you lost like $50,000 worth of shit with this. I mean, that's one where you can't control it. And even if you put every precaution in the world, 
who the fuck would have saw that coming? Okay, maybe if we would have picked that country to film in, but hey, who am I to judge? So, I mean, it's interesting. It's like all the different ways product won't show up. Like, what are some of your favorite stories? Uh, well, I mean, it's sort of, uh, I guess, extends from that. It's not just product not showing up or going missing. Sometimes it's been stolen or damaged. Who steals it besides? Well, <laughs> terrorists. I, well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, there are talent. There's talent and there's people in productions that sometimes grab stuff and don't bring it back. So when I was at a studio, we worked on a film where a lovely <coughs> luggage brand provided amazing, amazing high-end luggage for this film because it had a travel theme. And an unknown amount of pieces go missing. So production had to reimburse for this. Guess what the director gave out as his Christmas gift? <laughs> the, oh, I'm sorry. What I meant to say was the missing luggage. And the best part is he had the audacity to gift the producer who had the L&D and had to approve that invoice, one of the missing bags. Interesting. Dude, you could afford it. Yeah. Dude, you could afford it. So that's what's kind of fun. So theft, we know talent, we know directors, yeah. we know help. I mean, everyone steals and it's shocking to me. Actually, one funny story that I remember was something that got damaged beyond repair. And so it was the uh, first time I'd heard of this, but a particular household appliance was apparently crushed by some lighting on set just one so that was was someone in the refrigerator because you're like what like no it wasn't a refrigerator it was something smaller that you'd push around by hand but it was a nice one that's so random i know that's why i i'm a little you know i think about you know suspect <laughs> that lighting i would love to see to this well if we had security thing. footage because even just like we're just going <clears> to <throat> stick with a brand sending product and the product not showing up mm-hmm. now we have it's either not returned, it goes missing, sometimes it's damaged. You know, a lot could go wrong. Sure. And a disclaimer, you know what? So what? You said 20 phones, two die in battle. Who gives a shit? You just got a great integration. It's relative. I mean, honestly, if you send, to me in my head, there's kind of that, what's that tipping point on price? Now, I think in most prop masters and most productions really do respect the product and they take such oh, good yeah. care of it and it's locked up and it's in inventory. So what we're talking about is the exception, but sometimes, you know, we had to send cases for a film and what was amazing is we had to send 20 to 30 of the same case and they were all damaged. But what was fascinating is they were damaged um, because it's a plot point. So the damage increased on each case, but this prop master took photos of all of it, documented it. And like we knew beforehand. So that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like, like Craig had a situation where they sent a car, like you could loan a car and sometimes you have to, you know, put a camera rig on a car. Sometimes you might have to remove the back seat, but there's certain things you do, which it goes back. Everything's fine. Well, this dumbass production decides to drill everything into the car and didn't repair. Like tell the story. Well, yeah, they, yeah, they uh, mounted all the camera equipment to the car, but instead of doing it, uh, like you normally would they drilled holes directly into the body of the vehicle so when they were done shooting here you go they had a big bill to uh reimburse the the brand for providing the vehicle yeah but on that note i mm-hmm. mean to be fair if you look at <clears throat> i'm talking like a, a big movie with great talent and a really solid integration those fees could be 
figures. So if a brand has to eat the cost of the car, eat the cost of the car. Sure. It's just if that that wasn't something they discussed up front. Got it. Got and that it. Wasn't, yeah, it was, and there wasn't any damage to the vehicle. There wasn't supposed to be. So Got it. The damage was not on Maybe screen. Maybe they pulled it from a dealer or something, but it's really interesting. Like all yeah. the weird things that happens. Like sometimes, and the last thing I know as an agency I want to do is invoice when that happens. Because, and that's the thing is like having done what I do from the studio side and the brand side, again, sometimes things are going to go missing. And sometimes, and you know, a production has to hold on to some things. Like if it's a hero prop, they're gonna hold on to that phone, but yeah. they're gonna tell us about it. So for any brand out there that's listening, just because you send 10 items, you may not get any of them back, but you know what, you probably shouldn't about it because there's a really good reason. And there's probably a really good reason why you need 10 of them, I should say, because one is none and two is one. Any hero prop, any key thing in a film, you're doubling it up. And sometimes the air and the spare have to stick around. And again, this hap- that happens all the time, but it's supposed to. Like we're talking about, <laughs> like I've seen, like I had a car brand that sent like these hero cars. We knew the scene shot and it's this wonderful integration. The movie comes out and they use the clip, like the actual shot where it's an extreme close up of the actor's face. You never see the car. And you think that brand spent of thousands of dollars transporting cars across country to location, you know, doubling, making sure everything was painted. They had to send a technician. I had to go to set. Mm. And then it's like, dude, that's the scene you picked of all the stuff you shot. So that's the stuff that's harder to swallow is come on. And you know, what we talked about before is like, I don't want to step on a director's vision or compromise their story, but why did you take all that product? Well, true. I mean, I, I, it's another thing that can go wrong is when you are asked to secure a lot of product for, let's say, one category, one particular brand. You send that all, and then when you see the dailies, they're using a competitor's product in the same category. Yeah, and so, what are you thinking? And then you have to go back to the brand and try to smooth that over. But After you call the production and go, what the hell? Yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, sure, it, that stuff happens sometimes. It's not not super common, but... You know, it could just be the day of the shoot. The director looks at those two things and decides to go with one, regardless of how many conversations you've been having with the prop master about it. So if that's what's the best for the story, I think sometimes you go with that. Yeah. But Um, usually we get a heads up. Usually we get a heads up when we don't is when it it becomes a little. If you have a heads up, yeah, you can get ahead of it with the brand. It's crazy. Like I've had shows where, remember when TVs had tubes? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, the same movie where all the luggage went missing. By the way, this film holy shit i mean they might as well just blown up every promo item because it was a nightmare um 20 tvs went <laughs> 15 were damaged but that's also kind of a shipping issue because mm-hmm. those tv remember how heavy they were and oh, sure. the tubes like everything would break i mean this particular show the luggage the tvs um one of the talent oh i'm sorry one of the people associated with the film liked his beer so we did a beer deal and I'm not going to judge because you know what? If I had my A game, I could probably drink. So we had our arrangement. We start seeing dailies and I tell my boss, I'm like, the beer's not in any of them. You're like, you're going to have to pay for that. So we had to have a 
conversation with the director about, yeah, just throw this in somewhere because you had a deal. And that's the thing. It's like, that's where you sit. This is a, as production resources, you got to monitor those dailies. You got to see what's going on and make sure stuff's showing up because yeah. no, because you're the one making the call. Sure. Or after something shows up, like you send a bunch of stuff, nothing shows up yeah. um, or it was damaged. Yeah. Shipping, shipping can tend to cause some problems. Some. With damage, <laughs> but also customs. Sometimes stuff gets caught in customs especially going from the U.S. to Canada. And sometimes you destroy it, and I can't figure out why. Yeah, so... Maybe I should put the weed in the suitcase. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Moving on to kind of a different bucket. Now, we talk about a lot, like, brands, we call them no-fly zones. Um, Like we were saying, like, some brands don't like bad guys, some brands don't like women, some brands... Yeah, lame brands who don't like women, and you know who I'm talking about, and I'm talking to you. Um... There's this, just some brands, it's fair. You know what, we're alcohol, we probably don't want the teenager drinking it. You know, there's certain things where that's fair. So brands Not have- probably. <laughs> look, alleged. Um, brands have no fly zones. So sometimes they send product, the exposure does happen, but it's not what we were expecting. And on that note, I had a company send lovely wine to a film. And when I got the stills, I have the most beautiful hands-on with a four-year-old. I guess in the scene, he goes in the fridge, and I guess he's bringing it to his mom, but I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's, you know, at least he's four, and it's a joke, versus 16 and chugging it at a barbecue. How about you? Um, I'm trying to think of what I've had. I mean, there's obviously been lots of things in scripts that I've seen. You've where... seen a couple on TV. Like, what was that one TV show? Um... Well, there was a, oh yeah, well, it was a movie, it was a, oh, I should say the movie. Nope. But it, football. basically it was a movie where um, the lead actor who was a high school student comes out of a liquor store with a six pack of beer and someone on production thought it was a good idea to make that a real brand of beer even though they didn't have permission. So that was kind of a, a big problem and something, especially in that category that brands steer clear of which is underage drinking and, oh that's huge and excessive drinking too but uh it's yeah it's would, a huge problem whenever something like that happens would the brand uh would they have been pissed off even if it wasn't underage drinking and it wasn't a problem for their image or would they have been pissed off regardless of using their product without permission uh it depends on the usage if it's adam sandler probably not if it's if it's considered normal use, then most of the time brands don't have a say so in it. But if it's featured, you still need to get their permission. It's gotcha. a problem. It's just they're you know when you're talking about characters who are, let's just say that particular category, alcohol. If they have a drinking problem or they're underage, those are big red flags. And any attorney on that film or any clearance person or any product placement person should be flagging that and definitely telling production you don't want to use a real brand because that could come back later and bite them. And usually, you know, I've worked on things where um, it was Ocean's 12 maybe, but there's a situation and the prop master called me from Europe going, hey, real quick, I just want to double check, is this okay? I'm like, totally, because that's how the product's used, you're good. But Mm -hmm. most, I mean, almost all prop masters, set decorators and studios will call and say, just want to make sure it changed from the script because everyone is a professional. I just want to check in on these things. Yeah. I had a fun situation. We had an electronics brand. They were so great to work with. They were amazing. But they're like, look, we just have a couple of, try not to have 
look, we're good with anything, just no violence. If possible, no like overt sexual situations and no drugs. Fair. I work on a film, read the script, everything's fine. The movie comes out. What this couple is doing is truly impressive, I might add. I'm not here to judge. But it would not check the box of... the. It really was against the sexuality component. And then he beats her ass, which... Oop, box number two. Oops. And then does a line of blow next to the electronic. And that wasn't in the script? That was no! Just, that was all just thrown in? The client manager goes, um... Was that in the script? I'm like, no. And she's like, well, this is a good example of what not to do. I'm like, no kidding. Like, that is not at all. Or I had one. Speaking of Adam, like, I had a film where there was a drunk driving situation and we obviously passed. Like, hey, we can't do it. The movie comes out, there's our car brand. Someone drives drunk, gets out of the car, and all the beer cans fall out. And it's like, what the hell? They bought the car. And when you buy it, all bets are off. But did they ask you first for permission? And we said no, but then they bought it. Yeah, but still... It doesn't matter. You bought it. See, I, I it, heard something different than that when I was at one a studio. If they've, if you've gone, if you've gone to a brand and they've declined permission for that for a particular placement, then production still can't go buy it and use it for that placement. They'd have to go with something else. So <laughs> surprise, we got lucky on that one. Um, but, but going, I'm sorry, going back to what you had just said about. Um, not the Adam Sandler, or what was it, the O? The asking permission? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, oh, I know what it was. It was the uh, the thing that, the electronics thing where it wasn't in the script. It's, it's interesting because we have to look at scripts and we have to review everything. And that's when we see red flags come up. And so for you, as a working Same with thing. brands, you yeah, but that's something you would make your brand aware of. If it was in the script. Well, we wouldn't have done it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We would have passed. But thing, but Just because we, I mean, you know the client brief. And yeah. But but see for, yeah, but but when something like that comes up and it's not in the script, a lot of times things happen on the day of shooting that, yeah, we, oh, sure. we aren't aware of. No, and, for sure. And things That's change a, constantly. So it's, it's interesting that something like that would. But it went so radically different. You're like, mm -hmm. wait, what? You know, there's fun things like, yeah. I've been on films where, say we sent cell phones and then the movie comes out and I'm like, why isn't so-and-so using the phones we sent well the day of shooting talent walks out there and totally forgot the prop somewhere and he looks up and goes oh yeah i don't have the phone and the director just hands him his phone because what are you gonna do movie making's expensive so now this guy's just <laughs> using whatever phone because he's like ah damn and we all know the guy's probably high but but you know shit happens and that's you know we're kind of making fun of this because you do have to have a sense of humor about all this. And if you approach entertainment marketing, actually, if you approach life totally serious and thinking there's not going to be mishaps, I'm sorry. That's pretty sad because sometimes when shit goes south, that's when magic happens too. So I love that kind of Wild West feeling to entertainment marketing because if life was predictable, boring. So this, I think, is part of what keeps <laughs> this is this is why I've been able to do it for 20 years because you start something and it is never the same. Hmm. Every integration, every product loan, every partnership, there's always something new in, um, I don't know, infuriating somewhere, but that's just part of the job. And is what keeps it interesting. And then um, going back to, we were talking about the no-fly zones. Showing a product in a negative light, meaning like perceived a substandard quality, etc. Uh, hmm. We had a show where all of a sudden it says, 
well, this watch is a piece of shit. And you're like, really? 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 <laughs> Did you have to say that? Who wants that placement? <laughs> yeah, thanks. Hey, there was one. Oh, God. Actually, the script pages are somewhere in my office. We had a jewelry slash uh, watch client. Amazing. They're fabulous to work for. Absolutely love them. And this was the weirdest scene. I don't know if it was vampires or vampire zombies, which that's irrelevant because that's okay with me. That's fine. Um, somehow something bites the person's arm off and that's the insert of the watch is as the limb comes off. Cool. And then I don't know if they then display Did the, the bit off limb on a candelabra or something. Like it was the weirdest. <laughs> I'm like, Someone, That's a no. Did someone check the time on the watch? It was a full-on insert. I don't get it. It was weird. But I mean, after the arm was off, no, but use it. Ain't gonna lie, even. Daphne now probably would have done it because it's so different and weird. Like if that would have been on anything in the Conjuring series, yes. And you know, what? we should probably, you know, what? we're gonna derail a hair on that note because it's amazing how many brands don't want to touch horror. Well, used to not. Used to. Yeah, Wait, now. sorry. Da- I have been a fan of the genre. Well, my entire life, because again, you're saying they don't want negative situations. They don't want this, no fly zones. And a lot of brands used to have no horror, which I always thought was so stupid because if you think horror is just Friday the 13th, it's not. Thriller, found footage. I mean, we can go on for days. I thought, no. No, stop. (laughs) I'm going to pull. You're going to get a wet willy. (laughs) That's what you're going to get. I'm going to cut your arm off and look at your watch. That's a no fly zone. (laughs) But it's interesting that genres if you will could be no fly zones for brands and mm-hmm. you start doing a project and you think it's going to be this and then oh shit nope that's not it yeah. um okay yeah but i mean yeah the the product perceived as substandard or derogatory references those are those are always red flags for any everybody brand. yeah what was um well there's obviously a huge i was gonna say i can't say it you have to talk about what there was, was a that? huge there was a huge incident that pretty much changed the landscape of what we do because of that. Uh, well, is it not public knowledge? Oh, it's public knowledge. It then was, talk about uh, it. I think there was a lawsuit. And I everything. just can't talk about it because I worked at the studio. <laughs> well, it was it was on the, the film Jerry Maguire, and it had to do with Reebok, and the character in the film, who I believe either had a sponsorship from them or was in the process of getting a sponsorship for them, like, threw their shoe and made some derogatory comments about it on screen and this was a huge issue because i believe reebok was going to do a promotion with the film and so from that point on i mean and i believe there was a lawsuit there was a lot of a lot of publicity around it studios then became hypersensitive to making sure placements were approved uh anyone who was providing had seen scripts or script pages and approve those and yeah the uh the uh pr on that um no that's my note to myself oh. to ask you because okay. you look at something like reebok on jerry Maguire. yeah i mean at the end of the day brands you have to protect your ip studios you have to protect your ip yeah but as a consumer as a moviegoer we're all smart enough well, I used to think Americans were smart enough. Now I'm not so sure. Um, it's a movie. Suspend disbelief. We all know that was a character. He maybe had a cranky moment. Like, we're not going to... If anything, I'm curious, you know, his looking back, the PR surrounding that film, 
Was it bad for Reebok? No, they got shit. To- Is there anything as bad publicity? Well, I mean, I think there can be. I just don't know if it's in entertainment. <laughs> sure, like we'll bring it back to like, oh, if, uh, you're watching the movie Black Klansman and all the KKK members are drinking. That's not a great image for. No, but all the real Klansmen are probably going to go. <laughs> Still, I don't know if that's who they want to target for their their marketing. But I mean, I think. <laughs> Insert eye roll at both of them (laughs) nobody is gonna really think like there's times where something's so not out of place but there's no fucking way i'm gonna go to the store and go woo the official drink of 1960s klansman why are we talking about this um but because it's relevant (laughs) what i'm just saying is i think a lot of times the audience i i they know it's a movie and it's, oh, sure. it's historical in nature, but I think there's that. Well, everyone drinks. By the way, my favorite beer. Um, we just lost half our audience. I can I can see it right now on the the monitors. Half of our podcast. I also on. drink Boulevard. <laughs> the Culver City, Culver City, Kansas City. <laughs> I have no fucking idea where I'm at right now. Um, what I'm saying is, audiences are smart enough not to go. Oh, you know, and. Okay, you know what? <laughs> we've lost our minds. No, we are not drunk. <laughs> so going back to the topic. So we talk about no-fly zones for brands, but entertainment as an industry has some no-fly zones. Like Craig mentioned before, legal drinking age uh, for promotion or for spirit partners with the film or does anything with the film. The audience, was it 75%, has to be over legal drinking age. And we'll yeah. use the term LDA. And there's also, obviously, for smart reasons, uh, drinking and driving is an issue. Uh, there's no tobacco, no firearms. And what's super, super interesting, I give up, interesting, when we worked for a spirit brand, they had an additional little thick book about their of, guidelines. I've seen a lot of those. Which is really interesting, mm-hmm. which I felt was an industry self-regulating a bit to try and get ahead of, you know, like you shouldn't pull a drink from a bottle um it's interesting nothing with santa claus <laughs> which mm-hmm. oh. insert bad santa um well there's also some st- well i don't know if it's all studios now but some studios will not do any fee deals with alcohol brands that used to be pretty normal beer, spirit what do you mean beer or spirits they they don't take fees anymore they'll just mm-hmm. do placement straight up product alone mm-hmm. but uh, they won't do fee deals with uh alcohol so why it's corporate. It doesn't align with their corporate image. Is it because Mickey Mouse owns all the studios? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, but that was in place well before that acquisition. But it's interesting. Yeah, that, but now that they have more studios under their umbrella, I don't know. Well, no, they, I mean, some people so. just want to be slightly more responsible. And yeah. is that a bad thing? No. Are there uh, other actors that um, will pull out or will make a fuss if uh, 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 they hear that a certain brand or product is being used? For instance, if a gay actor finds out that they're supposed to eat Chick-fil-A in the movie, or if Leonardo DiCaprio finds out he's driving a Hummer, but he's this big environmentalist, like, is there, do you ever get actors or talent being like, oh, no, I'm not? I have not. not. No. The only issue is fur. Is fur, okay. Yeah, Yeah, like that was, um, yeah, like I had an issue with fur, and then... um, we had a brand that had um, handbags made out of um, some kind of creature. I can't remember. Some kind Dinosaur. <laughs> Something lizard. I don't know. I, Beautiful bags. But what yeah. is this? for me, it was more like a pita um, for 
animal responsibility and maybe a little bit with um like animal testing yeah i mean i haven't really had that problem because typically when you're talking about talent they're kind of dictating to the production folks what they're willing to wear or not wear or use because and then that trickles down to us but when we get into it when we talk about the players in another episode you know if a director studio you know whomever's responsible for the vision if they have a story to tell and a certain if the image or it's the story for this person to eat a chick-fil-a or for this person to guzzle gas or take a jet um if you're a professional either you take the role or don't and i have like again i don't have an example of them dropping out but sometimes you know what you get a paycheck you suck it up and do it then you take your paycheck and donate it um to hrc human rights campaign you know there's a way to you know like i've had kind of on the same note like i've worked with people who had issues with the projects they were working on for similar reasons and i'm like okay i'll do it <laughs> <laughs> i have no problem with drugs or alcohol i got you you know because again i mean really if something makes you uncomfortable you shouldn't have to work on it if you find something i mean truly like we've had co-workers who just said i'm not working on that client hmm. nope not worth it. And I like when people do draw a line in the sand. And that's why, you know, going back to industry self-regulating a little bit, to the studios being a little bit more responsible. Um, I don't know. I kind of dig it because it's like they're kind of saying, you know, there could be some liability here. You know, we stand for something mm-hmm. and this doesn't fit what we stand for. Yep, I agree. I've been in that position, not for branding, but just like placing I a, guns. I had a I had a friend who um, <laughs> wanted to do a project with new weed farm and i'm just like i'm not i don't want to help you with he's he's on we will discuss that because we'll discuss that offline (laughs) um are there any other oh we oh we just started this one so we made our that was just the introduction those are the first two points so we kind of just made our list of things that go wrong like uh to kind of move through it a little bit so you do a great integration great placement you're starting to do a partnership things are chugging along and you're like i'm at step seven out of ten shit's looking good then the studio changes the release date (sighs) when you're talking about a promotion and marketing budgets and creative and then they go yeah we're pushing it six months that's bad now what's also bad you're chugging along on another project you do a great integration things are moving along you're at step seven and the brand goes Oh, uh, we released the product today. We're not going to release it in six months in conjunction with the promotion. So now you have a film that's pretty much done. You know, it's being cut for the final version. And now they have to cut out every single image of your client's brand to get them out of the film. Because the brand just completely shit on that promotion opportunity. So, you know, it's not bad either way. Because you know what? At the end of the day, the studios have to do what's best for the studio. And if there's a window that makes more sense for the film, that's their priority. And it has to be. And for a brand, whenever that product should enter the market, it has to be what suits the brand. And you know what? I can understand both. So I'm just going to look back and laugh at the two of them. I mean, it hurts both times it happened to me. But, you know, sometimes. Um, that's That's never happened to me. Okay, I don't want to giggle before I go into this one that I don't want to spend a lot of time on, out of respect, but... Insert Slaghorn. 
Do you want to now? It's <laughs> not making me giggle. This is awful. Um, I've worked on films and they were slated for release. And then sometimes bad shit happens in the world. I had a movie that involved people carrying around a bomb. Obviously, it was not released anywhere near 9-11. Um, I had another film, Integration. We were we got, like, we're at release. We're at the premiere. And then a terrible thing happened at one of their first showings in the U.S. So that went south. Um, so sometimes there's that. I think uh, currently we have a movie, and I won't say specifics, but we have a movie um, with a very famous director, but there's a lot of controversy following the director, especially now um, in 2020. And the movie's not being released and we can't see our product and we can't see what the integration was because it's just nobody wants it. Nobody wants to see it. It's on hold. No, well, it's interesting. Like sometimes yeah. the real world, you know, it supersedes entertainment. Um, sure, it affects, yeah. But yeah. that's also... Again, like things you never saw coming. And those are things that I could roll with the release date change. I could roll with this other bullshit. But when it's real lives at stake, it's disheartening. Mm -hmm. Um, But this leads us into our next one. Like we've worked on films where the movies are shelved, which there's your point. Mm -hmm. Where it looks good. It's a great integration. Wah, wah. It's not coming out. Or it it changes distribution. Yeah. I I had one project that uh, had a great cast. Three very well-known actors and uh, shot the movie. And then once it was done, the studio decided it was too similar to another movie that was hitting theaters around the same time. So they decided not to release it in theaters and just put it out on DVD, which was pretty disappointing because then I had to tell all the brands that had participated in the film, some of them quite extensively, that this movie we all thought was going into theaters was not going to be doing so anymore. But we'll come back to that because yeah. I want to talk about recourse in a couple minutes. Um, just on a, we just want to make the point that the things we're talking about, again, don't always happen. Um, and these aren't limited to product placement. <laughs> things go really bad with events. Like one event actually left our client's logo off the step and repeat. Well done. Um, Sometimes talent out of nowhere just has like a bad year. Um, we're not going to talk about that either, but just sometimes like, oh my God, or you have a talent deal where they're supposed to travel or they're supposed to do something. And then it, 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 it happens there. Um, same with social media. You know, you won't like someone borrows products. Someone just, here we go. I, I really should say who you are just cause um, this person always borrows cars, is an automotive enthusiast, borrowed our brands, motorcycles. I'm just guessing. <laughs> no. No one would know who this guy is. He's no. Um, <laughs> That's the first time I've said and that. And I'm like, hey, if, you know, just at some point, maybe throw up a photo of you in the car. You know, we're not paying you, but if you really like the brand, that guy put up a picture of their competitor with clear logo. And the the email was, what the fuck were you thinking? Are you trying to get me fired? <laughs> oh, no. Um, but I thought you were my friend. What the hell? <laughs> and gaming. Like, there's times, like, we were working, I mean, two years on a game. And then the CEO goes, uh, the gaming company goes, actually, yeah, I don't want to do that game anymore. <laughs> 
Which that, that happens more than you've yeah, than you but, think. but but yeah. who's gonna slide it? When you're creative and that's for all brands, you gotta let the art dictate. And you know what? Sometimes you're gonna invest in shit and it's not gonna happen. And I think the gaming guru made the right choice because I think they need to come up with a universe that works for them. Um so now we should talk about, you know, things do go wrong. And at the at the end of the day, we're not curing cancer. This is still about entertainment. We're not. Granted, there's real budgets, there's real jobs, there's real people on the line. And, you know, it may seem silly, but a lot of people, you know, when we go into the players, like at the studio, at production, at the agencies, you know, we put a lot into this. Like, if you see someone pick up a prop, you know what? That took a lot of people to happen because, well, you know what? We want you to have a good movie going experience. Same with music videos, TV, gaming. We want you to have... We want you to be immersed in the entertainment. We want you to believe the story. And brands help make a story believable. And it does kind of break my heart a little bit when things go wrong. But there's ways to make up for it. I agree. And what are some of those ways? (laughs) Are things going sideways sideways on this podcast? I didn't foresee that question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, when things go (laughs) wrong. Obviously, when... (laughs) Someone's, uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, obviously when things go wrong, you want, <laughs> you, you want to, you want to try to obviously make, you know, make amends with the uh, parties that have been, you want to make up for it. Yeah. They've had, had a bad experience. Yeah. Because, that's the number one. I think when something goes wrong, the studio is quick, usually quick, like, especially when you have someone like Craig involved in production resources, you know, how do we make this better? Yeah, I mean, it, we touched on in one of our previous episodes. It, it is a small world when it comes to entertainment marketing, and you, you know, you tend to work with a lot of the same brands. So, and there's a reason for that is because you want to make things work, and when they don't work, you want to make things as as good as you can so that they so what are types keep coming of to the goods? table. <laughs> what? What are types of make good? <laughs> don't pay fee, cancel promotion. Well, no, lawsuit, it's stuff like, look, you brand. mess up this what, project. Is there a list you're looking at? No. <laughs> and he doesn't even understand what the list is. <laughs> no, we do this on the fly. There's no structure whatsoever. <laughs> no, and make, make good. So, yeah, make. if you blow one film, they're going to offer up another one. Like, hey, you know what? Let us try and do you a solid, and we'll try and get your stuff on this other one. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about our brand integrations. If the terms of the integration aren't meant or they do something really wrong with your product, Speaking you don't pay the fee. Speaking of shit going sideways. That might be the door, but I hear nothing. That's the ringing in my ear. That was a bad placement. An ill-timed ring, right? Uh-huh. So a brand would have ring. to pay the fee. Um, yeah, but the, and the thing with fees, though, too, is it's just because the if the exposure's not there, the brand doesn't pay the fee, but that doesn't mean that it's... It's good because a brand does set aside that budget for that period of time and expects to spend that money when the project comes out. So when it oh. doesn't happen, oh. that can mess with their... I'm happy to have that situation. Because if you're a good agency, well, you have plan B and C already lined up. Well, I'm not talking about agency. I'm talking oh, about brand. A some, some Well, brands are... Uh, they, they, you know, they, they project that out so far and they have to yeah. lock it in. So it's just... Yeah, but no, it's inconvenient. But again, it's inconvenient. It is No inconvenient. one died. Um, and but then on that same note, that. but on the same note, you want to talk about costing a brand money or pissing them off or being really inconvenienced. No, you talk to your markets, oh. you talk to headquarters, and you line up a global promotion. Oh, yeah. You find out a competitor is featured, and you can't do the promotion. What the hell? Like now, you have to create, shoot, and distribute ads 
media. Like to me, that's bigger than going, oops, yeah, I got 25,000, I guess, but Oh yeah, that's massive. Um, We talked a bit about lawsuits. Yeah, Uh, lawsuits, there's a, well. No, and then sometimes they pay the brand back. That's my note to the right you're gonna read. No, I wasn't. (laughs) Have you ever done this job? No, I was gonna, (laughs) I wasn't gonna talk about lawsuits. And then the other thing is, like you're saying, like when you had that car, production had to buy it. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Like they got a big old fat invoice. So yeah. sometimes like if you do a crew deal or you do something in barter and you don't get the exposure, mm-hmm. production has to reimburse. But you know what? If your budget's $100 million, do they really care about reimbursing 25000 I don't know. If I was the, a producer, uh, I'd care. The studio cares. They don't like to see those, those bills. But that's, again, where we have to come in and try to negotiate. If we can get it reduced in any way, then that's always a bonus. But. Nope. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm not going to fall for that. Stop diving. I'm going to make you do a, you're going to pay me twice as much. So to conclude, how do you avoid these mistakes? Make sure you have permission. Hire experts and yeah. maybe do what you're supposed to do. What else? Uh, well, I'd say, yeah, just make sure you're dealing with someone who's credible in the business. So, I mean, I... I do work directly with brands. I work with agencies. I find that brands that have an agency typically have a better time of navigating that space because they're working with someone who knows the people, who knows how everything works. I mean, that's why I've always enjoyed working with Daphne at Propaganda because she's smart, she knows her stuff, and she knows all the people in the business. So You're very articulate when you have a Glock 19 at your forehead. <laughs> 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 oh, that's that's real. I thought that was a prop. No, I, I just it just it is easier, and and there's a certain language that we speak in the entertainment business that brands new to that space don't necessarily understand. So it it just uh, it makes things go a lot smoother. And then um, I would just recommend. I mean, that's that's just what I've seen over now, my career. Now that we've scared everybody out of doing entertainment marketing again, it's not. I, Nothing smooth. So no matter what you do from loaning product to a promotion, brand integration, event, talent, anytime people are involved, there's going to be some hiccups. And that's just the nature of the beast. Nothing's going to be smooth. Things are going to go not quite the way you expect it all the time. But it's rare that it's this degree, this degree of severity. And you know what? So a promotion doesn't happen. Product that come out on time. Um, I have to say, the handful of times where something went really, really wrong, it was a blessing in disguise. Like the movie where they had to cut the product out, that movie was total garbage. And we all went, we dodged a bullet on that one. So I make light of it now, but honestly, things happen for a reason. And I think when you go into all this, you have to have a sense of humor, you have to be flexible, and you have to manage your expectations and your internal stakeholders expectations because you send product sometimes it goes to the wrong address and if mm-hmm. you're not flexible and can laugh at this you're really in the wrong industry but most of the time as we've talked about it does go well you know it's going to be wild and crazy but it ends up being a great thing that actually reminds me of something maybe you can throw this in earlier no but, throw uh, it in no uh, we don't edit well you, you mentioned <laughs> product goes to the wrong address i remember when i was at the studio and there was a guy who was sending letters to brands claiming he was on the production of a very famous film that franchise all the time. and asked for all these products and oh included his home address, which happened to be about a mile or two from where I was living at the time. It was a total residence 
Did and you go buy it? No, but I mean, it was it was pretty. It, it, <laughs> it was he wasn't very smart considering he was using the letterhead of our studio at the time, but we weren't the studio that had the rights to that film franchise. Wow. But stuff like that does happen. And the other thing I wanted to add is, for brands that are new to this space and looking to get into this space, if you want to minimize the chances of something going wrong, when you're talking to someone at an agency or you're talking to someone on production who is guaranteeing you things, I would run. I would look for someone yeah, else because guarantees in this business are that's a good point. Rare and usually very unrealistic. So. Make sure you talk to someone who's not, you know... Blowing lead- smoke up your ass? Yeah, it's... If you talk to someone who's being realistic about it and realistic about what you can expect, then that's someone I would continue talking to. That's Anyone's such a good point. Anyone who's guaranteeing you great placements and amazing opportunities... They're lying. Uh, I, would be, I would be wary. <laughs> I would be wary because, yeah, that doesn't happen in this business. No, but... That's someone who wants what you have and, and is willing they, to tell you yeah, anything Yeah, short to get term it. and then they yeah. disappear in the night. Yeah. And that, that does happen. That does happen a lot. That, I'm guessing there's a lot of those types. Well, mm-hmm. especially somebody pretending to represent a studio or a production. And they do it a lot. What they'll do is they'll target, like, it happens a lot in our Geneva office or, you know, the European arm because they think, okay, they're removed enough from Hollywood. Let's send a letter. And mm-hmm. then, of course, you're excited because you're like, oh, this is a huge franchise. And then the second Brett or I, like, we see these letters, we're like, I assure you, Paramount is not in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and their phone number doesn't start like yeah. 562. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is if we want to pull off the scam, we need to get a P.O. box in Hollywood and then boom. Or just, I don't think we even need the scam, but it's shocking. <laughs> so do you have any other questions or anything else to say before we wrap this one up? No, I'm going to run for the hills. This As you should, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank I, you all for listening. If you have any questions, you can write us at info at pentmark.com or info at propagandagem.com. And yeah. Craig's looking at me like I'm on crack. What's up? No, I was just going to guarantee you a really good placement. Aw. If you email me. In Sherman Oaks. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm sure is a nice city. I've been there forever. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm Daphne. That's Craig. And this is Entertainment Marketing Confidential. <laughs> Bye.